Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to episode number 32 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author businesses. My name is Daniel Wilcox and here with me every week is... Penis Finger! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Do explain for the people listening who cannot see the penis finger. And apologies to everyone who's trying this show for the first time and has just unsubscribed. (laughs) How to lose loads of listeners really quickly. Um, Okay, so I had a new set of knives this week and I was quietly chopping potatoes when I actually decided to chop through my finger instead of my potatoes. So, um, I mean, it's not like the end of the world. It's sort of that fatty, pudgy bit at the end of your fingertip. I just sort of sliced diagonally inwards uh and deep enough that I created somewhat of a crime scene in the kitchen and required urgent care and now I have a bandage that looks like a penis on the end of my finger (laughs) maybe that maybe I can just screenshot that as the image for the podcast art for this week (laughs) (laughs) do it do it (laughs) so that that's a little bit about your your personal life how how's how's everything else check in what's going on apart from penis finger um, Okay, so I, oh my God, I've had such a roller coaster week. And um, I, what, oh God, what have I done? I don't know. This week has been so weird. I, <sighs> I was exhausted for a whole day. And that was the day that I cut my finger. And I have done loads of nano words, which is fantastic because I was really craving words. Hooray. Um, yeah, I know it's it's weird though because every time I write nonfiction, I'm like, oh, I just want to write fiction. And every time <laughs> I and but then as soon as I start writing fiction, I'm like, oh, I just want to write nonfiction. <laughs> so, Cannot like, win. I know I can't win. I don't. Know Maybe there's a win. hybrid you could invent. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like I need to write both genres. Oh wait, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, lesson learned this week. I I basically set myself the task this month of editing a book and writing a book. And um, that's in amongst everything else that I'm doing. And apparently that's quite difficult because I haven't done as much editing as I wanted to. Uh, I have done editing, but um, I think also I needed to get in the flow of getting the words out because that's harder, I think, than editing. So hopefully I'll pick up over the weekend and into next week. Mm. But yeah, I'm fine. It's been it's been an interesting week. Loads of thought and stuff and learning this week, which has been nice. How about you? Yeah, pretty much um, the same. I think it's been one of those weeks. It's just been, it's, it's just slipped by very, very quickly. Um, I mean, mm. for us in England, it was the start of a second lockdown as of yesterday. Um, and obviously there's lots of stuff politically going on at the minute in the air that is mm. quite distracting, um, no matter where, where you are or which way you're leaning. There's a lot sort of um, to pull you away from what you're trying to do. 
Yeah, and just for listeners, we we tend to record on Fridays. So this is Friday the 6th of November, just uh, 2020, mm. just in case you're listening yes. in, the, in the past or the future or any other weird time listening anomalies. to the episode in the past. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a writer. <sighs> it might happen. <laughs> just blow my mind if somebody could <laughs> reach out, tell us. Um, but yeah, generally uh, lots going on. Um, I mean, we can get into some of it in like the weekly confessional and stuff, but obviously boot camp is running this week and that's been a lot of fun to uh, be getting underway with. Um, and I'm so proud of you for running boot camp, by the way. Like, thank you. Yeah, massive congratulations. I have attended just to like mm-hmm. see, but have like, it's been really weird because I've actually felt quite shy because there's loads of like new people and stuff. <laughs> and so I've been quite quiet in the boot camp, but also it's been nice for me just to be there quietly cheerleading you on. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you get to, uh, sometimes it's nice just to sit back and be a part of, of the event rather yeah. than, than, than leading. But like the group, the group is absolutely fantastic. I know a few of them are listening to, to this podcast. So hi, you, you guys know who you are. But um, I'm, I'm just incredibly grateful because there was a, there's, there's always a possibility that when you run something like this, that's a really squeaky chair. It's <laughs> a very squeaky chair. That was really chair. squeaky. Um, <laughs> there's always a possibility when you run something like this that the group doesn't quite gel or that it's very much like you pushing people and really like getting behind them and, and, and throwing them forwards. But everyone um, for the most part has done a lot in terms of helping each other, supporting each other. The atmosphere is fantastic. There's, the people are, are, are great and they're, they're writing some fantastic stuff and getting some good word counts in. Everyone's got their own little journeys to go on, but the, the Zoom sprints themselves are, I, I think, working really, really well. Like people are getting the words in, they're chatting, they're having fun. Um, and that's kind of all I really wanted from it because I know how important it is to have people by your side, particularly when you're trying to do something big like this, 50,000 mm. words in 30 days um, is, is, is no small feat. And particularly we've got a big percentage of people who have never done a nano before. Mm. And they're suddenly becoming aware of what their limitations are, what the obstacles are, how long 30 days can be when you're writing nearly 2000 words every single day. Mm-hmm. So just to see everyone pitch in and get involved and the people that are more experienced helping the others and just, um, yeah, it, it's it's really rewarding for me just to kind of like watch it and step back and just get to know a lot of these people. So, yeah, that's been a lot of fun for me. Uh, what's one thing that you've enjoyed this week? Uh, so I got to speak at Janet Murray's 2021 mm. Sorted conference, but I also then jumped in as a delegate, like a, an attendee uh, for the rest of the conference. And oh, my god it was the most um I'm trying to think of a word like it was the most professional highly polished high quality value dense like conference I have ever experienced and I have done a lot of different conferences and I honestly came away having learned so much that my brain was more or less melting out of my ear holes. And like, I really, really want more from Janet. Like I have been (laughs) turned into a super fan. I'm like trying desperately hard not to buy her like annual membership because it's a lot of money. But like, I just know that I would get a shitload of value because I got so much value just from the conference. Um, And it's really going to help shape my year next year I think so yeah I'm uh, the only thing I need to make sure I do is put block time in to do some planning uh so that I can sort of um solidify that thinking and learning but yeah it was amazing and I believe that you can still buy a pass 
like to access it um, because they recorded all the sessions and everything. Obviously you don't get like the interaction. They ran like a, a virtual bar in the evening with a magician and everything. Like it was insane. <laughs> like, and they had this thing where they had, they had, so they had like 60 people in this Zoom room and then they could make lots of little breakout rooms. So they put everybody in groups of like three or four people. And then like, you know, so that you could get to know other people. Honestly, like the level of attention to detail was, it was incredible. That is exactly the word that I would use. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just feel very humbled and very inspired and very motivated, like after having attended it. And I really needed that, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. I I really wish I could have been a part of it, but Mm. you know, things to do. Something's a bit more important. I'm joking. Um, What have I enjoyed this week? I have just started reading Seth Godin's The Practice, which I, I'm a huge Seth Godin fan. I'm a massive proponent of everything he does. I think the guy's a freaking guru in so much stuff because never, not never ever, but I think out of a lot of our modern day communicators, I've never known someone so thoughtful, deliberate, and well-spoken with like examples that he gives. And just, he can just take something that seems so convoluted and, and complicated and he can just break it down in a sentence into something that's so simple, which just resonates with, with me particularly. Um, and he's been on a couple of podcasts over the last week or so. And yeah, his new book, The Practice, came out yesterday. And I've just started making my way through that. And it's it's just as you expect. It's just it's just Seth Godin being Seth Godin. And uh, it's, I don't know, the lessons that you take away, they're very bite-sized chunks. I think I, I heard him in an interview say that uh, it's like 241 chapters in a 236-page book. Yeah. So the way that he constructs in that is really interesting to, to go through and read, but it's, it's how thoughtful he is to every part of what he does. So I think similarly to like what you were saying with Janet Murray, the attention to detail, like the title of this book is called The Practice and the subtitle is called Shipping Creative Work. And in the first page, he literally goes into why he called it Shipping Creative Work, because for it to actually be a business, you have to be shipping products. Uh, creative obviously because it's creativity is the heart of a lot of what the products are that he makes and then work because it is a professional work like you you have to be moving these things so even just those three words and how much thought he puts into that just resonates through the book what what do you want to say yeah (laughs) I know I'm like frustrated because the book has arrived Uh, I also pre-ordered the book and uh, because I do love a bit of Seth Godin and um, I'm frustrated because all you're doing is making me want to read it. And I have like a few other books that are really critical that I get through first. Mm. Can um, I also add that I didn't pre-order it and I got it before you? I, you're such a knob. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I am still bitter about that. Oh, I just hurt myself by laughing now. Um, good. I'm sorry. I love you already. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it is genuinely really good. But I also, I've got a stack of books that I bought this week that I'm very excited to dive into. So um, but yeah, Seth, Seth Godin, I think if there's if there's one person non-authory that I would love to get on my podcast it is Seth, without a doubt. Except and that he's like a massive author because he's been on like all the oh, bestseller lists and written like 20 books. But he, yeah, granted. But I mean, more like his, <gasps> his entire work is like marketing and business. And that's like the world that he sets in. Yeah, yeah I, 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 get, I get what I mean. I get what I mean. But I am, yeah. I will add that I'm incredibly jealous that uh, Jay Thorne managed to interview him on the, the Writers Inc. podcast last week um and yeah i don't know if i'm friends with jay anymore because he didn't share it <laughs> uh weekly confessional uh sasha will work on trey and work on drafting side characters yeah i mean wow 
I've only just passed that one because I did. I've edited a chapter and a bit. So I have worked on Trey. Thank God that's how I worded it. Um, and I have definitely been working on side characters. I think my manuscript is, mm. well, it says it's 12,800 words. I think it's probably more like 11,000 because I probably have like a thousand words of notes in there I don't I can't quite count it either way all of those words have been generated this week so yeah that's no. awesome yeah yeah that's awesome mine was to run Nana Rima boot camp keep up with my production schedule and start working on productivity two of those are kind of wrapped up in each other because I started working on productivity as part of my project for Nana Rima boot camp um and I I have changed what I'm doing with productivity slightly because uh I was dumping a lot of words. I think I'm about eight to 10,000 words into it. But I've part of the reason I've bought all these books recently is because I need to do a lot more like research and, and think about it a little bit more. I don't want to like smash it through nano. Um, but yeah, keeping up with the, the production schedule and all on target. So we both passed, no forfeits. Yeah, that's the funny thing about nonfiction. I, I always forget this and I always usually end up doing nonfiction in nano because it is such a once you've done like the input learning research thinking phase it is so much faster to write but um it's also if you're if you're anything like me and you do some of the input learning before and some of it during the writing it makes it very hard to then do nano and I am somewhat regretting doing yeah. nano and ha having opened up my fiction manuscript today I'm finding it incredibly hard to resist stopping the non-fiction and diving into the fiction because I'm so pulled into the world again. You could smash through the non-fiction and then leave time at the end of the month to do the editing. Of what? what? Of, what do you of, mean? Sorry, of, um, of Trey. No, no, no. Yeah. I opened The Scent of Death and that's the book I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Sasha, for I God's know. sake. I know, I know. <laughs> no, basically I need to... Um, I think I just need to restructure my days a bit and force myself to do some of the editing first instead of always putting it second. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anyway, yeah. keep going. Where are yeah. we? Um, we're going to combine the Patreon shout out with this week's level up because Rianne Roynan has come on as a patron. So thank you so much for joining us, Rianne. Thank um, you. For people who want to find out more about Rianne, she's doing some really, really cool things over at Instagram. So just check out uh, at Lil Novelist or uh, she's also on Patreon at Little Novelist. Um, and she's doing some cool things, helping authors and, writing some fantasy stuff so definitely give that a check out and Rianne has also leveled up this week saying that she has completed the complete rewrite of the first book in her fantasy trilogy six weeks earlier than anticipated with an emoji of a guy with sunglasses on that is fucking epic six weeks is and phenomenal that is I honestly that is the like a best level up because I don't think I've ever done anything six weeks in advance <laughs> I am perpetually behind, so I uh, I bow at her feet and I am in awe of her ability to get shit done. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so good. And uh, yeah, just for the link for people who want it, if anyone wants to join us for, uh, what, what, I can't remember what day that we said we're doing the... Um, Monday the, the 9th. Monday, Monday the 9th. 9th of whatever month this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have no fucking idea anymore. November, um, Embery. November, Archember, April. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just go over to patreon.com forward slash next level authors and you can find lots more information there. But now, uh -oh. Sasha Black, the question. Oh God. And I've so I picked this question out of um like a bank that I had <laughs> pretty much near the beginning of when we started this podcast. 
And part of me is a little worried that I've actually asked this question already. I don't think I have, but I, yeah, I think we can go in many different directions with this one and I'd be very interested to know your answer. So the question is, why are you going to succeed? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I hope I didn't ask that in a really like accusing way. It's like, why you? <laughs> I mean, you, uh, wow. I'm going to find that really hard to answer. <laughs> <laughs> For so many reasons. Um, okay. Wow. I need a second here mm -hmm. because... Um, <laughs> Right. So, oh God, Daniel, fuck you. <laughs> this is really hard because like, I don't want to sound like an arrogant asshole. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to answer that? I don't, I mean, right. Well, that's so hard. I mean, there is, so I have um, a very complex relationship with myself. <laughs> Let's start there, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> yes, yes, you let's, do. Let's start there, shall we? So I I genuinely suffer with quite a lot of self-doubt. And I think we've we've covered that before because we've had a self-doubt episode. Um but as much as I have issues with self-doubt and imposter syndrome, I also have an utterly unwavering, unwavering, rigid self-belief. And the self-belief isn't necessarily that I'm good enough to succeed or that, um, you know, I'm special or anything like that. The self-belief is that I know there is absolutely nothing that can stop me until I succeed because I will not give up. And, and that more than anything I think is one of the reasons I know that I will succeed. I, I know that like when I make a decision, I'm a bit like a juggernaut in that any, there aren't people in my way because all I see is tunnel vision between me. This is the way my dad describes me. So he says, I get like this tunnel vision and all there is like, it is me and the goal. And, and he likens me and him actually in a way to a Staffordshire Bull Terrier dog. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if people know what Staffy dogs are, but like if a Staffy dog <laughs> decides it's gonna have the ball, it's gonna have the ball, right? <laughs> like there is nothing getting in the way of that dog and anything that is in its way is just a, a you know, a lowly sacrifice that's gonna get you know, bumped out of the way. And, and that's kind of what I am. I, I just become this steamroller driving towards my goal and I don't know like I don't I've already said I don't really believe in failure because the only failure is quitting and so that probably connects to this as well I think um and I know that I am willing to sacrifice more or less anything to get where I'm going now I give I caveat that slightly because I'm not I wouldn't like, I would never sacrifice my family or, you know, any like ridiculous things. Of course, I'm not going to do that. But I mean, I am willing to give up nights out. I am willing to give up TV. I'm willing to give up all of the, everything, everything that is 
you know, I don't know, like the small things in life that bring us joy. Like if I have a goal, I'm going to sacrifice all that shit until I get what I want, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely, it's, it's funny because I was, um, I had a coaching call with Becca Sign the other day and, um, uh, uh, self-assurance, uh, it is one of the strengths and we've had a session on strengths as well. And it's the least common strength across the whole world like it's number 34 out of 34 it's very very rare for anybody to have uh, self-assurance in their top 10 and it the, when you have these strengths in your top 10 like each strength will give you a certain language or a certain mindset or a certain like frame in which you see the world and my self-assurance is is hard I think for other people sometimes to understand because I, I, I just get very black and white about things. And I just know I have an unwavering belief that I will do whatever it is that I want to do. So like every fiber in my being knows, and I don't know how to explain that because people are like, yeah, but how do you know you're going to earn six figures? Or how can you know that you'll be successful? And I just, I just do like without any qualms, without any hesitation, without any doubt. And when people tell me that they don't know that they're going to be successful I I can't comprehend that I don't understand I don't understand how somebody cannot know that and it's because I have that self-assurance strength um and it's and it's it's a, it, it is it's a set of blinkers that is what it is um and I I'm very grateful that I have that mindset but I don't know any other way to think it's just how my brain is wired and um yeah I don't know if that I don't know if that's a very good answer I don't want to sound like an arrogant fuck you know like I'm not I just I I'm I am plagued with doubt all of the time and what you know like even today for example I'm going on certain somebody's podcast and I in order to do that I've had to share a piece of something that I've written and I was so worried and scared and nervous about doing that I had to give it to you you know to check so it's not I'm not as much as I have self-belief, I also, have you know, suffer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I find it so interesting. And just um, just because it's thumping through my walls, if anyone hears music, my neighbours have decided that the maximum volume isn't enough, so they found an extra level of volume for music. <laughs> um, but no, I, so this, can you, can you guess where this question has come from? Possibly our conversations this week. Hmm, yeah. So I... I don't know. I, well, I, I've said it before to you where I feel like there's something about you that breathes to me that you're going to go far and that you're doing the right things. You're making traction. Like you, th th there's something, I don't, I, I don't know what it is, but certain people, you know, you can tell that they're, they're putting in the effort, they're finding their path. They, they just get what it is that they're trying to do. And that's something super like admirable from, from my side watching it. Um, for, for me, I don't know that I can answer this question as, straightforward as you do like I so I've I've done a lot of things and I have by definition succeeded at a lot of things but I've never particularly <laughs> trying to think how to um it's really this. fucking hard it's such a hard question yeah like I I don't have the dogged determination that I'm going to succeed. And I don't, I, I have some kind of blinkers, but I allow other things in because I've, I've been so anchored on certain things in the past that I believed were going to happen 
and then the goalpost moved, something got in the way and stopped it completely. I mean, like jumping back even seven, eight years ago, for like four years, I was consumed with free running and parkour, and that was my life. And I was going to be a free running coach, and I was training and I was making videos, and I was going to like look at different ways to bring groups together. And I used to run trips, I used to do that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, I break my wrist, and that stops. Now, by definition, that doesn't mean I'm any less successful in what I did because I did some awesome things. But also, I don't, I have a, I personally have a real struggle with seeing myself as someone who is going to succeed no matter what because there's something in my in my cognition that that brings it back to me associating that with arrogance and if there's one thing that I fear being of all things it's being arrogant or being like why just because I've seen arrogant people and they piss me off and I hate them do you think I'm arrogant no okay so you can have both then you can can know that you're going to be successful and not be arrogant absolutely but it's such a fine line and i think that it's that whole thing of just being fearful of the dark side and i know that by definition because i had this in um the podcast interview i did with jenny nash in that if you're asking these particular kind of questions or you have these particular concerns it's likely that that's not going to be you because you're consciously thinking about those things Mm -hmm. but that doesn't that doesn't make it any more different for me and i've like uh, yeah i've I've gone far in a lot of things that I do in like my previous job. I went from like an assistant role to managing an entire department in like a year and a half, two years and switching things around. And I know that I, I am like one of the things, and this is, this could come across me sounding like arrogant or cocky or whatever, but one of the things, one of the things that you asked me a couple of weeks ago was, is there anything you're not good at? And I don't have an answer for you because there's not really been anything that I've tried that I failed at. Exactly. And like I don't I don't know what I pin that down to because I'm a growth mindset person I learn things if like there's something I want to learn I will sit down I will I I get really addicted to just learning new things so when it came to juggling I learned to juggle when it came to guitar I learned to play guitar like ukulele like I'm learning how to do magic tricks at the minute because why the fuck not (laughs) like and I, I I invest the time and I know I understand what it is to learn and what it is to practice um but if it comes to if we if we bring all this around to like am I going to succeed in my author business? I feel that by some definition, I have already succeeded because I'm, I'm full-time doing this. And I guess probably one of my biggest problems in answering this question is I don't have that, that bigger goal. Mm. Like you have your financial target you want to hit and you have sort of like these, 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 but I've spent because of like personal things that I've been through and like lots of other stuff, I've become very, very, um, what's the word? contemplated no not contemplated complacent with um enjoying the process of things and being very very grateful for things i have so in terms of like this the things that i own i I don't have all that much like i'm moving house soon it's not going to be that big a deal like in terms of just trying to enjoy my day and not get too hung up on things i'm very good at like just switching off i know i I, normally i (laughs) i probably don't give that impression on this podcast but like if i need to i can switch and like find just the gratitude and doing the things I'm doing and go that way but for me I success I think comes with a hunger that I don't know whether or not I have at the minute and I don't know what it is that I need to get that I know that I have some things to work on in terms of like self-belief and stuff um but yeah I I don't know if I've answered my own question but it's no, you didn't actually answer it. You definitely didn't answer how you know you'll be <laughs> successful. Why but am I, I think, going to succeed? Yeah, yeah. And um, what was the actual wording of the question? Why are you going to succeed? 
Yeah. Um, so one of the words as you were talking <clears throat> that came into my head was hunger. Mm. And I am fucking ravenous. And I think I think that is a really good analogy um, for why like I never settle. It's never enough. And I am a hundred percent okay with that. Mm. Because I suppose like you, I also try, although this is something I'm not very good at, but I also try to enjoy the process. Like I adore writing and sometimes I make myself laugh and sometimes, you know, I cry with my characters or I, you know, I love, I love the act of, even though I moan and whine, I, I huh. love every second of creating my business and, and, you know, you had that moment and, a couple of days ago. That was yeah, just the moment yes. of, I fucking yeah. love what I'm doing right now. Yeah, exactly. See, so like I for all the all the times that I do moan and whine and get up and bitch that I haven't had enough coffee. Also, I I do have those moments of just unadulterated gratitude for mm. where I am. And um but equally, I am extremely hungry and um you know, <clears throat> we've talked about like the other day I asked you what's your dream salary and you couldn't name it to me. And that is alien to <laughs> me. Because like, do you, like, maybe you need to go back and listen to the very first podcast that we did. Because didn't we say what, wasn't it something about what is your next level? Or maybe, yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. we talk about multiple levels or did we just talk about one level? I think it was just that one for now. Yeah, interesting. I think you said, like, your, your larger goal of six figures and then what the next step was towards that, but not what the and next then seven. after that. Might have to uh, just do that as an episode to set a bunch of... Yeah, but I mean, yeah. even when I get to six figures, that's not going to be enough. <laughs> and you not get for... this music next door. Sorry, it's really distracting. No, I can't. Oh, okay, can't. that's good. That's good. No, um, yeah, like, but that's the thing. Like, even though, you know, I, I, even though I will hit six figures at some point, like that will not be enough for me. And not, not over the money. It's not the money that won't be enough. It's just that I will always be hungry for a new goal. This is the thing. I'm always doing new things. I'm, I'm never like satisfied saying still and I'm always keeping busy doing stuff so it's not like there's not a drive there to do new things to work to to keep growing and getting better I just I just don't know what that 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 halt is and I guess you know I, I might as well actually answer my own fucking question so if I have to answer my question judging by all that I know about myself and all that I've observed in things that I do if I'm to say why am I going to succeed I think it's because I understand people. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. My question to you is, do, do you have to have hunger to be successful? I don't think you do. Why can you not define your own whatever success is and, and reach that? And then maybe that's enough. Not everybody needs to, to have a hunger. Well, no, I think I said to you, like, when you first asked me, like, what how, what is your um next goal or whatever it was I think my answer was just to have enough to help other people and like yeah. with the with the boot camp I've got 18 19 authors that are all working together and doing like amazing things um I'm working with a coaching client at the minute uh, I've got a call with someone next week about potentially becoming a, a coach for them as well and like I'm taking these steps towards actively helping people and I think watching because obviously things are still very very early for me in this regard but watching how people are evolving and benefiting and, and bettering themselves just from me being able to facilitate in some way is so much more rewarding to me than seeing like the download numbers of a book on a graph on KDP. 
I don't get me wrong, that's nice, but I don't think you ever really get those true interactions with people, um, which which I like. And I've spent like the last half a decade dealing with stuff in my own life, going through self-development stuff, like learning all these tips and tricks on how to do what it is I do. And my journey hasn't in any way been like easy in terms of working my ass off, kids, like relationship stuff splitting apart moving house moving house again like all that kind of stuff and like i'm still doing it and i feel like there's a lot that i can give back to help other people get over their own demons because we all we all we all have our own problems um but i think that there are there are gen- general principles that can help people get through which is also why i'm writing a book on productivity <laughs> <laughs> why do you so think it ties so, together but why do you think why do you think it's so hard to have like to uh, accept success I honestly don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I still don't have an answer for that. Hmm. I guess, I, I don't know. If I, if I was to guess, I think in defining that you've been successful, you've reached a finish line and I just don't believe there is a finish line. Well, of course there is. If your goal is to earn six yes. figures and once you break $100,000 a year, you've hit your goal. doesn't mean but- there's not another goal. But you've hit your goal, but does that mean you're successful? You are successful in that goal. Yeah. And that task. Yeah. Of course you are. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> also, the only pe- like this is this is the thing. The only person that can tell you that you are successful is you. Exactly. Yeah. So suck it the fuck up, bitch. And start <laughs> acknowledging your success. Okay. <laughs> All right. Getting by. Make it happen. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to like enforce some kind of annual success party. I think you. part of it, that might be part of it, is that I never stop. Mm. Like, I know that you've said, uh, oh, yeah, because I was listening to your interview on um, the Right Away podcast with uh, Chris Kane. Mm. And um, in that, you were saying that you, you finish a project and you just go on to the next one. That's all I do. Like I don't, I celebrate. People are like, "Oh, how are you celebrate!" Like all these people in the boot camp are celebrating a certain milestones, and I'm like, nothing planned. <laughs> so, so one thing that I have started doing, or I've been doing this year, that has helped that is I'm tracking more and more things. So I'm tracking every month. I know what I've earned every month. I know how many books I've sold every like and I get to see the hard cold numbers I know for the last four consecutive months I've hit a certain financial figure every month in a row and that pleases me (laughs) on a very deep level you know but um you know and that 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 sort of end of the month beginning of the month tracking stats tracking the numbers um has been very helpful I think what I'm probably not doing is then and which maybe I will do this going forward is adding on, I guess, like a review of the month. So, you mm. know, what, what, what were the softer um, successes every month, but maybe I'm doing more things in the background than I'm necessarily saying, because obviously like I do do that. And that does really help me to stay focused on like progress, success. How far away am I from my goal? You know, like we mentioned the other day, um, like to hit a certain financial figure and you were like, mm, feels like a really long way away. And I was like, wait, what? No, I said that because it felt really close. Uh-huh. Like, And I meant that for both of us. And, you know, like, it's just, 
and I wonder if it's because I'm making it more salient in my mind. Mm. It might often. also be partly because uh, we, we we both talk about like how we both do a lot. And I'm in the position of the last couple of days where I'm peeling back again because I'm just so swamped. And I know that some of it is I'm moving in a few weeks and that is obviously going to take up a lot of headspace. Um, mm. Some of the things you said at the beginning of the podcast and things and like, I, I, I just think probably just need more of those quieter afternoons to reflect a lot more. Okay, um, we're going to talk after this and we're going to book something in. Okay, okay. So there you go, that was this week's question. Uh, one thing we didn't do that I've just uh, realised as well, we didn't do the comments from last week's question. Oh no. Yes. Do you have the comments up? I do. So the question was, what stories in any medium had the biggest impact on you? Okie dokie. So... Next door really liked James Arthur. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Laura Kendrick said, loved this week's episode, uh, but then talking about and listening to how stories impact others is one of my favourite things to do. Mine are mostly film related. The Mummy and The Mummy Returns are a huge one for me. Not only my queer awakening, but seeing a woman go on adventure just like uh, like that. Uh, those films influence a lot of what I write and why I write because of the way they made me feel, because of the storytelling in them. Love it. Um, she also mentions a few others like the X-Men cartoon and stuff. Okay, so Yanni Jade said, now you see, this is a hard question. There are so many movies or series that got my uh, creative motor running, but something that stayed with me and what comes to mind instantly is Rent, which was like, I, I mean, a very, very different um uh play but i guess the same infamy as or not in, like the same fame as uh hamilton currently mm. rent was very big um maybe like 15 20 years ago i definitely remember it when i was in like the lower years of high school i would say um anyway she says this stage show was so powerful and raw that performance has stayed with me for years uh i also love things like uh, shawshank redemption the martian hacksaw ridge uh, and for added cheese, pitch perfect movies. Amy Sun says, Catherine Kerr's A Dagger Spell fantasy series in the 80s got my fantasy obsession going and made me refine my beliefs on reincarnation, souls, and religion. More recently, A Discovery of Witches, books by Deborah Harkness, enthralled me from start to finish and gave me so many uh, personal insights that they left me wrung out and depressed that I had finished them, but oh. so inspired to write a story that could affect someone else in that way. That's what made me want to write my own fantasy story. And so I myself, I find myself here actually doing it. Um, I love book hangovers. I, I love and hate them with yes. equal measure. Yes. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have one with it. I'm reading Josh Mellerman's Mallory at the minute. And it's, I loved Bird Box so much. Like it was the first book in ages that just pulled me through. And this one's no different. So I will definitely have one soon. Um, and how are we going to level up our author business, Sasha? I'm going to continue working on side characters. I am going to either, and I'm very clear about this, I am going to either continue uh -huh. working on Trey or I'm going to work on content planning. Work on both, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody heard me say the words either. <laughs> either. Um I am going to continue reading some stuff for the productivity book, uh, continue with my production schedule and um, because we always need a goal to grab us by the cheek and pull us into the next week. Uh, I am going to have my nonfiction website live by the time that this airs next week. Um, might not be with every single page on there ready to go, but it's going to be up and available for people. 
Wow, that is a bold claim, Sunshine. Yeah. Like I said, it's not going to have every single thing because not every page is ready, but it's going to be up and available for people to view. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there we go. So thank you everyone for listening. And we What's the question of the week for the audience? Oh, for God's sake, so close. Uh, <laughs> so remember, why are you going to succeed and post in all the usual places? And all thanks right for then. joining us and we will see you next week. bye bye Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. For fuck's sake, you're so demanding. <laughs> you are so demanding. I'm only kidding. Jesus. I just want Come all on, of you. penis finger wants an appearance. <laughs>